actor who directed him in the movie Social Network to direct the JT and Jay-Z video for the song Suit and Tie. Meanwhile, in the creepiest moment on TV this week, Renaya Tuasasopo, the guy who tricked football player Manti Teo into believing he was his dying girlfriend for three years, went on the Dr. Phil show and he did his fake girlfriend voice. Listen up. I know that you're probably doing homework or with the boys. I just want to say I love you and good night. Wow. It's your Hot 97 News Update with Miss Info on Hot 97. WQHT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. We're kicking off Black History Month, talking about black men today, from suspects to superstars. What is the everyday reality? We've got an amazing lineup of guests for you, and of course, I want to hear what you think about this. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. 97. Now, later in the month, we're going to be focusing on the state of black women, and I'm going to be giving you more details about how you can get in on that show or just even send us ideas about what you'd like us to focus on. That's going to be at the end of the show. But right now, do you think having an African-American man in the White House has affected your everyday reality? Let us know what you think at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. 9797. Has it gotten better for black men having a black president? 1 800 9797. Hit us up with a text. Leave us your name and your neighborhood, and we'll shout that out when we read your text on the air at 75759. That's 75759. And Twitter at Lisa Evers. Now, let me introduce our panel to you. We've got an amazing panel and great, great guests. Um, he is back with us in studio, Toure. And uh, you see Toure as co-host of The Cycle, which airs on MSNBC weekdays at 3 p.m. He's author of a book. And if you're interested in these issues, I highly recommend it. I have notes in mine and little sticky notes and things. It's called Who's Afraid of Post-Blackness? What It Means to Be Black Now. Toure, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Byron Harmon. He's a senior executive producer at Fox 5 News, my producer there, former executive producer at CNN, five-time Emmy winner, author of four published novels, and uh, he's also a decorated U.S. Army combat veteran. Damn. I know, this is too much here. The DVD, <laughs> he's, got, he's, got something called, he's got a DVD out now called All the Women I've Loved, and you really need to check that out. We may need you back next week for the Valentine's Day What's that Day about? Show. <laughs> it's a romantic comedy. Okay. Thank you for having me. Well, next week is Side Pieces versus Real Romance. Sophisticated so we'll, romance. Wow. Oh, okay. That's the topic next we'll week. We'll skip that one. All right. Wow. Back with right. Byron, thank That's you for being with right us. There. <laughs> right. I'm not going to be on that panel. <laughs> no, you're here today with us. All right. Also with us again, Kevin Powell, author and activist. One of his, he's Kevin has written many, many books. Um, the one that I have with me here in studio is the Black Male Handbook. He's the co-founder of BK Nation. It is a new national organization. Actually, he's written 11 books, including Barack Obama, Ronald Reagan, and The Ghost of Dr. King. And as I mentioned, The Black Male Handbook, A Blueprint for Life. You can follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin underscore Powell or email him at Kevin at KevinPowell.net. Kevin, th- thank you for thank being you. with us. We thank appreciate you, it. Also with us is Altariq Anque. He is the founder of Stop Shooting Music, senior advisor to Mayor Cory Booker, and one of the uh, first people to jump on board when we started Push for Peace back in Newark two years ago. So, Altariq, thank you for thank being you with us. Thank you for having me here. 
We appreciate it. Also with us is Mills. He's 19 years old. He's from Newark. And uh, Mills has been on the streets. He's been arrested twice for robbery and a gun charge. He's trying to turn things around so he doesn't go back and do another bid. And Mills, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Torrey, I want to start with you on this. Has having a black president, president had a significant impact on everyday life? Well, when you add in the everyday life piece, I would have to say generally no. I think there's been a serious spiritual change in what it means to be a black male in America um, from having a black president. We can look at our kids and honestly say, yes, maybe one day you could be president, you could be anything. Um, You know, I think about this picture that the brother uh, Jelani Cobb, the professor, uh, tweeted and used in his article about Barack uh, in The New Yorker, where you see a brother in Harlem Pantsagging, classic, but he's wearing a, a leather uh, a vest with the presidential seal on the back. So clearly there's thinking about we're proud of this man, we're proud of what we've done, we're proud one of us can get to the Oval Office and represent us proudly. Because I always thought that there would be a black president in our lifetime, but I thought it'd be somebody like a Clarence Thomas, a Condoleezza Rice, who we wouldn't be proud of. And we'd be like, well, we got somebody in there, but they don't roll with us. Um But when you think about the serious structural problems in black America, none of those things have changed and they couldn't be changed by any president in one term or even two terms. When you think about our problems with schools, with jobs, you know, the black unemployment rate double the white unemployment rate. And that goes back through my entire life. The war on drugs, you know, our gun problem, our incarceration problem. Those things haven't changed and couldn't be easily changed in one administration. So, you know, some of the day-to-day problems that we have are still the same. And definitely, Kevin Powell, in terms of the double standard, the media image has seen Barack Obama there. Here's an intelligent, educated man, a family man, leading the most powerful nation in the world. Has that changed some of the negative stereotypes of black men that they have to that you have to deal with every day? Absolutely not. You know, I just did a, a piece for ESPN around black athletes around a Dr. King holiday, and that was the complaint of a lot of black male athletes, for example, how they're portrayed by the mainstream media. Uh, there's often just a focus on things when they get in trouble. There's no conversation about the charity work they do, the things they do to take care of their families, their communities, et cetera. And, and to speaking to Torrey's point, which I agree with 100 percent, you know, I think that Barack represented a symbolic victory for black people in this country, really for all people, you know, who are progressive and want to see us all as equals in this country. But I think, unfortunately, a lot of people pinned a lot of hopes on this one person. If you look at the history of America... When has any president of the United States ever created any kind of change without movement happening on the ground level, like what's just happening in Newark with the stop shooting movement, for example? Uh, there has to be a mass movement of folks. And what we really need to see happening, in my humble opinion, is black males who are, quote unquote, successful, who've been blessed to do certain things in their lives to give back. I work on the streets of New York City and around the country every single day as an activist and organizer. And I can count on one hand how many successful black males, for example, that I see actually giving back to the community on a regular basis. Even if it's just your family, that's important, but understanding that we need to have representation across the board. And so I think to say, it, has it changed with Barack Obama? That's not really the question. I'm interested in that. My question is, why are not more black males giving back to the community so we can help young brothers like Mills that's over here who's, who's been dealing with some serious life issues? All right, excellent I, I, question. Me, I agree with what 
Kevin just said, I want to just add one more piece. That there's always an exceptional Negro, right? There's always one and two exceptional people at the top who everyone can look at. And the other side can say, well, he did it. She did it. Why can't the rest of y'all do it? <laughs> that doesn't mean that all the rest of us can get through the system of white supremacy to reach a top level like that. Um, there's always they always have to have that. And we always want that to exist. But that doesn't necessarily change things for the people on the bottom. In terms of stereotypes, uh, Byron Harmon, you're a media executive entrepreneur entrepreneur, producer, you're out in the media, both in entertainment and news. Kevin's talking about some of these uh, stereotypes and also with black athletes. We look at, you know, Ray Lewis, the whole, a lot of focus has been on his past and not on his achievements on the playing field. Is there still a double uh, standard in terms of how the media as a whole covers black men? Oh, absolutely. And I agree with both both points um, 100 percent. I feel that it's too early to quantify Obama's impact. I think it takes a generation or maybe a decade or so to like fully measure that. Um, but I find it uh, interesting, the psychological effect that it's having on young people. I was having a conversation recently with um, the son of my girlfriend. I've basically raised this young man. He is uh, a freshman at the Berkeley School of Music. It's a very prestigious uh, music school in Boston. And this has been his worldview. He went to a high school that was really diverse, um, black, white, Asian, Hispanics, lesbian, gay, transgender students. Um, he has no issues with anything. Now he has um, a blueprint of, of success with Obama in the White House. So he's grown up with that, and that's all that he knows. So I think um, it's, it will have a psychological immediate impact on a lot of kids like that. But for the everyday struggle for people in a lot of urban communities and not even urban communities, that's not going to change. And I think we're hundreds of years away from, like, really, really erasing racism, if you can even do that, or erasing these negative stereotypes of African Americans. Hundreds of years? I, I do. I, I tend to look wow. at things in a, in a historical... It's that series out here. I mean, l- look at the situation that we're in now. We're feeling the effects of things that happened hundreds of years ago. I think oftentimes we try and um, we want an immediate solution to a problem, but some of these problems are so huge and so deep, and the wounds so deep that it will take a long and they're time. And the past nine Think about the difference between black median wealth and white median wealth in this country. It's huge, and that will only further perpetuate it. Think about in the 50s, the government was giving loans to people so they could buy homes. 99% of those loans went to white families. If your grandparents owned a home, you are likely to own a home. So that led to them owning homes and us not owning homes. And that is that wealth inequality is only going to continue to perpetuate. Ray Pollins, uh, um, Mills, let me talk to you for a second about what's happening on the, on the street. What do you see happening in Newark? I mean, your situation. You got, you got in this trouble, you know, while President Obama was there. We have a, a black mayor in Newark, Cory Booker, who's been very active and doing a lot in the community. Tell us about your situation and what you see. Um, yeah, um, I see a lot going on in Newark. A lot of crazy things like you gotta learn how to live and get through certain things. I mean, I had a lot of problems with the law back in when I was growing up. Even when I just turned 18, I got into trouble with the law. Never been arrested, anything before that. Went to the top schools, just chose to do the wrong things. I mean. But what made you make that first choice that you now regret, that first bad choice? I can't even tell you why. It's just it just happened. Things just happen. Like there's no reason for why a certain man want to go out and rob somebody or why a certain man want to kill somebody. That's just how they feel or, or what they want to do at the time. But you live and you learn. 
And what have you learned? Um, that ain't the path I don't want to go down. And I just want to do better for myself. I mean, that's what I was into back then. But now, I, don't, I look at it a whole different angle. I look at it from a whole different angle now. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see no point in doing that when I could do better than that. So I just try to avoid it. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming in today and, and talking about your experiences and what you've been through and being so yeah. honest about it. We appreciate that. Thank you. All right, El Tariq Anque, what's going on in the streets? Um, just the streets are still the same. If you want to be honest, nothing has really changed. There's no been no magic wand to um, save our people or nobody coming down to just um, deliver all these services that a lot of these families need to at least get a on the curve and I, I totally agree with uh, what everyone said the, the, the problems that we're facing right now are, are so generational most of us won't even be alive to see the change when it when it does come or if it does come at all if and, it's know, changed and, and if it's changed and, and, and you hear how um, Mills speaks right now he's speaking from the heart because a lot of them they just don't they don't see their self and, and they, they can't make that connection with Obama it's a good feel good moment right. it's a good oh he the president he's black but, but what's, what's that really mean to him right. to somebody that's so when they're black? 11 or 12 years old and somebody's saying here's your first smoke here's your first gun here's your first robbery yeah, of course they're gonna take that before they take a book, or they or they take their first workshop, or they take their first class, or their first step in church. They're gonna take that before that. I mean, the thing you gotta understand, Lisa, too, and everyone need to understand. We had the same feeling back in the '80s. David Dinger's first black mayor of New York, or Jesse Jackson running for president. It was symbolic victories for us. But you know what Mills is talking about? Because I grew up in Jersey City, I lived in the bricks in Newark for a long time, and I live in Brooklyn now. Are there resources there that can provide a path to an alternative lifestyle? You know, as he's talking, I mean, many of us unfortunately got caught up in that stuff. Unless you have a support system, you know, Torrey's a great father, Byron's a great father. Unless you have a support system of a father figure in your life, you will get caught out there. You know, and we need to understand, and that's why I keep going back to successful black males, quote unquote who are out there listening are you uh, relating to the people in your community or are you just getting on the subway in the morning and going to work and walking right by all these brothers on the corner because they are right there in front of you that's exactly what's going on Tree, take the microphone please that's exactly what's going on right now they're really ignoring the problem I tell people all the time um, if you're a successful person and say you I made this example a couple times you coming out of the store you got a a bag full of food when you see a homeless person on the streets look like he's starving are you really just going to walk past him without just giving him something out your bag and that's what we do all the time we walk past these starving people they starving for love starving for energy starving for conversations and we constantly walk past and make it ignore but isn't it it even more fundamental than that like respecting other people's lives like not killing people the shootings well, no, absolutely, Lisa. I mean, look, you know, we could give a dollar to a homeless man, we pass him, but that's not going to make a structural change in his life. I mean, when Kevin talks about fathers, um, I think that's totally right. And I think about the difference that my father had in my life. He grew up without a father. He grew up in the hood, in the projects in Harlem and in Brooklyn. Um, but then he made this very conscious decision to be there with our family. He's still with my mother, never broken up. I look at him as this incredible role model for me. What should I do with my life? I should be with my family. I should be working every day, all these sort of things. I can never remember him, um, being sick a day in his life to where he couldn't work. Um, you know, so I mean, the father piece to have that role model. Mm-hmm. Mothers are incredibly important, taking nothing away. But I think everybody's mother stays, right? Whose mother leaves? And well, th- I mean, but that's the mother's credit. Mother's credit. I, oh, I gotta speak as the only but, woman on the panel. I have to say to the and to the mothers that are being both mother and father. I mean, that's an incredible job. That it, they do. It's yeah. incredible, and and I know you live that, Kevin, and yeah. you love your mother. and She's very important, but it's very hard to be both hard. and to have a man, a black man, in the home to tell you this is how we relate to women. This is how we relate to work. This, this is how you 
you be a man. This is how we deal with the white people around us. Right. I think it's interesting also the type of black man you have as a father. Um, I think of my father, he, he's dead now, but uh, I'm from a small town in Louisiana, uh, decimated by the, the crack era. However, my father, incredible role model, but... He was a gangster. I mean, my father carried a knife and a gun well into his 60s, you know. Um, although he taught me a lot of great life lessons, uh, he had an interesting end. He got cancer and then he got saved. So he was able to raise hell his entire life and then get his life together before it ended. But I think, you know, you also have to set a particular standard when you are that male father figure. It does not necessarily mean you're going to be fine just because you have one. Let me let me say this to Mills and all the young brothers out there listening. Even the, when I lived in Newark, it was actually after I went to college. I went to Rutgers in New Brunswick, and I still got into a lot of stuff. The problem is that um, I was being a follower instead of a leader. And I think that uh, something that's been said here by Torrey and Byron is really important, brothers out there, that we got to know our history. Since this is Black History Month, you got to find examples of manhood everywhere you can. Be it from Al Tariq, if you're reading Torrey's writing, if you see Byron on TV, yeah. you got to ground yourself. And at a certain point, you got to ask yourself, even if you didn't have a father figure in your life, you got to be the father that you want to see at some point because otherwise we get swept up and I made a lot of mistakes a lot of mistakes going into my 20s I kept sliding backwards and not realizing, you know what, you know, you got to let go of all this stuff that you came from. You can't use this as a crutch for anything anymore. What are you going to do now to turn your life around? You know what I mean? Yo, do all of that and look at Malcolm X. Don't look at me. Look at what Malcolm X did. Read his book and read Manning Marable's book about Malcolm and see how a brother can go from the street into something righteous and powerful and important for our community. All right, let's take some phone calls. 1-800-223-9797. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Everett. On this Super Bowl Sunday, we are kicking off Black History Month, talking about the state of black men today. What's the reality? I'm going to take some phone calls now, and I also want to know what you think. Where are our young men, where are our boys getting most of their role models from? Is it from hip-hop music? Is it from the movies? Is it from the streets? Is it from their father figures? Where are these role models and the strongest impact coming from? Let me know what you think at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Twitter at Lisa Evers. Hit me up with a text 75759. That's 75759. Let's go to Jason from Brooklyn right now. Hey, Jason, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Jason? Okay, I think we lost... Jason? Okay, I think we lost Jason. He was on hold for so um, Let You're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yeah, um, good morning, um, everyone. Um, so I have a person of color as a... As a, as a a person of African descent, I think the panel's kind of downplaying the importance of a Barack Obama because before Barack oh, Obama came oh, on the scene, oh, I didn't even feel American, you know? Um, it, it took Barack Obama to make me believe in America and believe in myself as an American. And I think, you know, it's 2012, 2013. If we're still blaming white people for the conditions we find no ourselves in right now, here. there's a problem with what, that. And what, I think, you know, well, we could be the victim or we could be the victim. Can I, we can't be both. Uh, All right, everyone's I, trying to jump in. Go right ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I good mean, point. Good point. I, I mean, partly, I know I was feeling kind of depressed. Thank you for that. No, no. Partly, you are absolutely right, and I talked to a lot of people in my book about that. When Obama was elected, people felt like, "Wow, like I'm fully American now, and I feel fully embraced as an American now." And then something like Trayvon happens, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> the same old." Yeah, but Torrey, those, those. Hold on, hold on. But you know, an Oscar Grant can happen, and Sean Bell can happen. All those things again. So, in a lot of ways, no. Nothing is changing on that street level you're talking about. But this comment of, like, we can't be blaming white people. We live in a white supremacist society. White privilege dominates everything. It's not that white people are trying 
we have a black man in the, in the White House, doesn't it say that there is no limit? And you have to admit, those there's images no at the inauguration, you have Michelle Obama, you have Barack Obama, you have those two beautiful respond, daughters in J. Crew. Please? It doesn't get, well, the flags are waving. There's no doesn't limit get more to American. what exceptional people can do, what people at the top level can do. But that doesn't make it different for so many of us at the bottom. Let me, may I, may I, You're jumping, Kev. I mean, first of all, no one on this panel ever said we are blaming white people for anything. I think when we hear conversations well, about... <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm saying racism. You said structural racism. So or institutional about, racism. Or institutional racism. Okay. So we need to be very clear about that as, 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 as listeners, that, that no one is saying that. No one's saying hate anybody, anything like that. Yes. I think also everyone here would agree, at least I feel this way, that it was an incredible victory for Barack Obama to become president of the United States. It was incredible for him to win a second term because that was not guaranteed. I actually thought he was going to go to wave David Dinkins. Right. When, when the, a, a large percentage of the voting Absolutely. population who voted the first time for David Dinkins did not come exactly. out the second time. Exactly. And he lost by only 50,000 votes to Rudy Giuliani. And what I keep saying to people all over the country, let's stop the participating in either or conversations. We supported Barack Obama becoming president, but you also have to hold every elected official, black, white, purple, or green, accountable for their actions. And what I'm saying, with all due respect, is that given what Mills is talking about, given what's going on in Brooklyn and Newark and inner cities around the community, no matter who's in office, there needs to be some sort of resources put in those communities. And I think Mills would agree with that for more GED programs, for more yeah. job training, for, for, for opportunities for these young people to go to college, more programs like what we have here in New York City, the Black Male Initiative for the CUNY School so these brothers can get an education. And so I don't care who's the president of the United States or the mayor of any city. What are you doing to change the, the, the uh, lives of these young people? Because if this was white males, back to Tory's point, this would be a national crisis. No, I mean, it's, that's absolutely right. Look, I'm not blaming every single white person that we, we encounter can't. because most of them don't have any power. But right. almost all the power is controlled by white hands. And I mean, you, these sort of things like when we show up to a job, we are treated as if we are a white person with a felony. Right. That's the rate at which we get a callback. That's the rate at which we get hired. So, I mean, white privilege is dominating America. So we can't just say, you're blaming white people. They are controlling all the levers of power You're in saying it's the reality. Let's uh, check what's going on with the text messages. I know we've got a lot coming in at 75759. Angelique, what are people saying? Um, so a lot of people are saying that the state of the black man is changing, while some say that we're still facing stereotypes. Um, Natalie Shaw, who's a manager of international hair design in Elizabeth, New Jersey, said that she noticed that since Obama's been in office, many of our black male clients are getting clean haircuts and talking about their needs to become more marketable, charitable. <laughs> and on the other hand, we have Julie's Mangum from Woodbridge, Woodbridge, Virginia, who said that black men still face stereotypes. We don't live in a post-racial society. Instead of being blatantly racist, people now use statistics to back up their distorted notions that black men are lazy or dangerous. Just last week, my black friend who was a law student got pat down. Got pat down. He was the only black guy in our group. All right. Thank you very much. Hit us up with a text at 75759-1800-223-9797. Let's go to uh, Africa from Newark. Africa, hi. You're on Hot wow, 97. Africa go right ahead. Newark. That's what's up. <laughs> what? Is that line? Something's broken with that line. It's not working, TJ. All right, we'll have to go to another. We gotta get Africa to call gotta, back. <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong with Africa callback because something's wrong with that telephone That's line right deep. there. Can someone All right. sample this whole? Part? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to. Uh, let's see who this is. Let's go to Chris from Long Island. Hey, Chris, go ahead. I mean, I got a comment. Uh, you said that you need a, a male figure in the, in the household. That's true. But at the same time, we also have to get out the state of mind that we're blaming everybody else for our choices and our mistakes and our decisions. What we need to do is to stop bringing on each other 
and stand up with each other and help each other up as we go up. We help the one that's behind us instead of kicking them down. And the one who's down, <clears throat> excuse me, to stop trying to pull us down from doing good. And and we, we keep continuously keep blaming politicians. Yeah, the first thing when it comes to budget, the first thing they cut is education. But that doesn't say that we have high-tech phones that we can't go on the Internet and educate our kids at home at the same time. And do it ourselves. Chris, a very, very good true. point. All right, let's, let's see if we can get Africa back here. Africa, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hey, how you guys doing? All right, how Good are morning. you doing? Please. Good morning. I, all right, I live in North New Jersey. I don't know if this is the Touré from CNN. Is that the same Touré? Well, I'm on MSNBC now. MSNBC, Touré. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm from North. I am 34 years old. I have a college degree. After coming out of prison, I have done everything possible to obtain a job. I, have, I took up sociology and history to understand why we are in the situation we are in. Nobody in the media, even the people on the panel right now, are talking about the reasons why every day I cannot afford to take care of my family. It is capitalism. It is poverty. They close down the schools. They have no job. 80% of the teachers don't live in North. 80% of the police don't live in North. Most of the jobs that you have in North that, pe- that the women work in are jobs that pay $7, $8, $9. After that, you have to collect welfare. And then you demonize these people that work 16 hours sometimes like my mother to take care of their children and blame them for everything that's going on in the community. Obama is the one that has that appointed Arnie Duncan. Arnie Duncan was bringing charter schools. But everybody loves Obama. When was the last time Obama mentioned anything about the prison industrial complex? Mm. When was the last time anybody spoke about the struggle Can of those in okay, yeah, Cory Booker, right. Booker is Sir. a crook and a thief. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Kevin, go ahead. What about his, what about his point about the president addressing these issues? Well, let me put it to you this way. I, don't, I can't speak for anyone else in our community, but I didn't expect Barack Obama to address any of these issues when he was elected president. He wasn't directly president of hip-hop America, of mm-hmm. black America, of young America. He was elected <laughs> president of the United States of America. Because I'm a student of history, because I'm an activist, I'm very clear. If you want to see anything change, it has to come from the ground up. You have Absolutely. to organize on the bottom levels and make make things happen. This idea that there's a and savior that's going to come no in. There is no savior. There is no savior. I don't think people and, and, understand it, how the presidency savior. works. I mean, Obama can't just make decisions you know, by fiat. I mean, he has to work with Congress, and there's so many forces at work in Washington. And it's one thing to say when you're campaigning what you're going to do, but it's another thing once you get there and you see the structural problems, you know, inherent in Washington politics. No, it's absolutely right. Uh, both of what you said is that, you know, he's not the president of black America. He's the president of the United States of America. So he can't just uh, take care of our problems. Um, to the other point that Africa was making that— I, Every, almost everything Africa said was correct, except I do take exception when people say, the media never discusses X, right? That often means that you didn't happen to hear, say, the two conversations that I had right. with Michelle Alexander and then about her incredible book, The New Jim Crow. Right. Talking well, she's about, been on Street Soldiers. We've well, had on Street I mean, Soldiers. of course she is, because you, this is an incredible program, but everybody had to recognize her incredible book and the work that she's doing, just enlightening people to the difficulties for people who get caught up in the war on drugs, how we get arrested more, we get sentenced longer, and then once you get sentenced, even to a short sentence, you remain a felon for life. The brother talks about coming out of prison, you remain that F or that C for convict. You gotta check your, that box on oh, every yeah, application. Yes, and Mil- you're forever for and you're forever sort of cut out of the system. Can't get into public housing, can't vote, hard time getting a job, right? I mean, Mills, that's very difficult, right? Very difficult. I mean, it's like once you get in the system, is is no turning back. Like, I mean, you want to do good, but 
they still hold you accountable for the things you've done in the past. Even if they see the change, they still look at, oh, well, I know he did such and such back in the day. So what makes you think he won't do it again? We talk about correction. We talk about paying your debt to society. Yet after you get out of prison, you remain a convict. What sense does that make that you can't vote? What sense does that make that you have to go tell everybody, well, I did a bid years ago, so now you still treat me like that. How do you end up not going back into the environment that would end you back in prison? It makes no sense at all. I mean... It, me. it makes you now. It makes you now. Because we're going to come back. We got to take a short break. But I want to hear what you have to say about that, Mills. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers on this Super Bowl Sunday. We're talking about the state of black men today as we kick off Black History Month. One eight hundred two two three. 9797. That's 1 800 223 9797. Hit me up with a text 75759. That's 75759. Follow me on Twitter at Lisa Evers. And remember, Hot 97's Rihanna in concert weekend. Your free tickets all weekend long right here on Hot 97. We'll be right back. Hot97.com's Who's Next presents Battle for the Best. MCs from all over the tri state have submitted this stuff as part of our Battle for the Best. Now we need you to log on to Hot97.com and vote. We'll send the MC with the most votes to battle the West Coast winner at the big festival in Austin in March. Featuring a live performance by my man Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I'm Kendrick Lamar. Hosted by me, Rosenberg. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, stand up. Get to Hot97.com right now and vote. Hot97's Battle for the Best. It's DJ K Slay the Drama King. Tuesday, February 5th. I need everybody to go out and purchase my new single, About That Life, featuring Fabulous, Rick Ross, Nelly, T-Pain, and French Montana off my new album, Rhyme or Die, coming this summer. Don't forget About That Life, available on iTunes. The biggest and the richest self-made. Ricky Rosey and my new K Slay. Crown of purple, green, two liter, pink Sprite. Back a flip with brick before a chain can blink twice. I'm about that money. I'm about that feeling. I'm down to get it by any means necessary. I'm about that drama. I'm about that strife. Now with me or with my team and you gon' see. DJ K Slay the Drama King. I need everybody to go out and purchase my new single on iTunes about that life featuring Fabulous, Rick Ross, Nelly, T Pain, and French Montana. Are you about that life? Street Sweeper Entertainment and RH2 Productions. Apologies to anyone not able to get into the Obama Home Ownership Preservation Workshop because of the overwhelming amount of people who needed help. You still can call 888-360-6637. The Obama Making a Home Affordable program is for homeowners who may be at risk of foreclosure, forbearance, late on their payments, or just wanting to lower their mortgage rate to 2%, even if you've been turned down by your mortgage company. There are no closing fees, appraisals, or credit checks, even if you owe more than your house is worth. You will have the benefit of a team of local professionals donating their time to informing you of your rights and can determine if you qualify on the spot. Do not wait, since the modification program will be ending shortly. Call immediately to find out about the Obama Making a Home Affordable program at 888-360-6637. 888-360-6637. That's 888-360-6637. Celebrate 50 years of Rite Aid with even more great savings. During February, you can earn up to $50 in plus-up rewards when you buy qualifying amounts of participating products with your Wellness Plus card. Start earning rewards after spending $100. Just look for the participating products icon throughout the store. And the icing on our 50th anniversary cake? Savings on top of savings. 
Come celebrate 50 years of Rite Aid with great deals. In-store purchases with Wellness Plus card only. February 3rd, 2013 through March 2nd, 2013. Limited $50 in plus ups per household. See riteaid.com backslash rules for details. Thank you for calling Discover Card. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. I've got nothing to hide. My bill is due today and I haven't paid yet. Is that a confession? Have I committed a crime? Nope. With our new hit card, you can pay up till midnight Eastern time by phone or online the day it's due. Convenient. How do I know you're telling the truth? Because I work for Discover Card. Got a witness to verify that? Just you. You called me. Okay, that checks out. You recording this? Yes, I am. Good, so am I. I would like a copy. Copy that. Copy that. Copy that. Finally, a credit card that treats you like you treat you. Payment flexibility. Get the new it card at discover.com. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Miss Info. Now, a few years ago, I entrusted my eyes to the team at Della Russo Laser Vision Centers. I had a LASIK procedure that pretty much changed my life. But imagine going from having poor eyesight to having 20-20 vision in one day. That's exactly what LASIK does. Now, these days, I'm in front of my computer all day long, working on Hot 97 news updates, getting scoops for celeb drama, and blogging on MissInfo.tv. And I'm doing it all so much better thanks to Della Russo Laser Vision. So call one 800 care right now for a free consultation. Now, the procedure only takes three minutes, and the next day, your life is changed. No more glasses or contacts. Call 1-800-I-CARE or log on to DelaRusso.com right now. You can have 24 months free financing, and the DelaRussos have performed over 100,000 surgeries. They have four locations, so call 1-800-I-CARE or log on to DelaRusso.com. Call right now and mention Hot 97, and DelaRusso Laser Vision will give you $1,000 off and a pair of free designer sunglasses. Western Beef, where you shop much more for less. Check out this week's specials. Haas Avocado, 69 cents each. Assorted Coca-Cola, 2-liter, 4 for $5. Tender Juicy Beef Skirt Steak, $5.99 a pound. Barilla Pasta, 16 ounces, 5 for $5. Whole Pork Loin, only 99 cents a pound with custom cut at no extra charge. Mariners Harbor Tilapia, $2.88 a pound. Carolina Rice, 20-pound oil, Western Oil Gallon, $5.99 each. Western Beef, nothing but fresh, baby. Yeah, yeah, NYC, what up? You already know this is your boy Uncle Murder, a.k.a. East New York. And right now you listening to Street Soldiers Live on Hot 97 with Lisa Evans. Real people, real issues, real politics. You heard? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, East New York. Shout out to everybody, all the parents at East New York Middle School for Excellence, where last uh, within the last two weeks, a eighth grader allegedly brought a nine-inch butcher knife into school. Thank you to all the parents for letting us know about that. If you have a story for me, hit me up, Lisa, at Hot97.com. I can look into it for the show or for Fox 5 News. And also follow me on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. We are talking about the state of black men as we kick off Black History Month on this Super Bowl Sunday. What do you think? What about hip-hop? Is hip-hop now helping black men? As hip-hop has become international, has become this huge international cultural force has it changed the image has it improved the image or has it hurt it what do you think about that 1-800-223-9797 that's 1-800-223-9797-75759 and we have an amazing panel with us Toure co-host of The Cycle on MSNBC and author of the book Who's Afraid of Post-Blackness What It Means to Be Black Now we have media executive and independent producer Byron Harmon he's also an author and decorated military combat veteran Kevin Powell. He is the an activist and co-founder of BK Nation. He's written 11 books, including Barack Obama, 
Ronald Reagan and the ghost of Dr. King and the one that I have right here with me in the studio, the Blackmail Handbook, El Tariq Anque, Stop Shooting Music founder, senior advisor to Mayor Cory Booker, and Mills, 19 years old from Newark. He's already been arrested for a robbery and a gun charge and trying to make sure he doesn't make it three strikes. And on the phone, Kenneth Braswell of Fathers Incorporated. And uh, Mills, I promised we'd come back and start start with you on this. And you were you were talking about your reality again, and how hard it is for you if you if you got you know now that you have those charges. Yeah. What about like? Have you tried to look for a job or? Um, yeah, I ne- I never give up. Like, I st- I look for jobs to this day, even though I I know I still have the previous charges on my record or whatever. I, it's just all about hope and motivation, like. You want to motivate yourself to do better, even though what you did in the past brung you down a little bit. You could do whatever you put your mind to. Nothing's stopping you, but your mind. Like, what are the sort of jobs that um, you might that you think you might be able to get, even though you know you have to check the box? There's certain employers like they don't care, right? Like construction, they don't care, yeah. right? So, what are the sort of things that are more hopeful for you? I mean, like fast food restaurants, they they really don't care about what you did in your criminal history or anything like that. But, like, as far as suing ties, you might as well can that because they're they not even looking at you. Let me jump in. Just one thing. Mills, um, I worked with a brother in L.A. Uh, last year. The brother had done long, long bid in prison. He's now one of the best uh, uh, caterers in the whole Los Angeles metropolitan area. Part of it might be some of these employees, but also think you got to develop a relationship with folks, you know, not let anything stop you. The brothers started talking to certain people. Look, here's who I am. Honestly, here's where I came from. And he's now self-empowered, has his own business, he's actually employing people. So I think a lot of times we also will further imprison ourselves thinking because society is saying certain things. We can't make things happen. He's an entrepreneur, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he does his own if, business. So if he can hire himself, then right. you get somewhere. Yeah. He has a skill. He yeah. cooks. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? What is your skill set? So he, he he started from the bottom and he brung himself up. Exactly. Know? He didn't he didn't reach out to anybody. Like he he he, he created his own environment for himself to get where he wanted to go. Or well, somebody had to about, teach him too. When he, when he talks yeah. about when yeah. Kevin talks about networking, that's so important. I mean, people almost always hire people who they know, even when more talented people who they don't know are available. So I mean, <laughs> you're you have to be it's constantly you know. networking and letting yeah. people who in a career you want to be in let them know who you are. Exactly. Let me bring in uh, Kenneth Braswell of Fathers Incorporated. Kenneth, thank you for joining us again. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now, in terms of we're talking about images and it, the impact on on our boys, and you you talk a lot about fathers and how important fathers are. Tell us about that. You know, I think there's so many images right now out there we should be concerned about, you know, but they're both negative and positive. You know, in our community, you know, we really have some positive things going on. A lot of times it gets submerged in many of the negative things that are going on as well. I think in listening to the young man, you know, part of, you know, the problem with our young men today is, A, you know, we don't show them that we believe in them. Uh, exactly. We don't give them yeah, alternatives exactly. Exactly. Um, to be able to do, you know, what they have in their hearts and their desire to do. I just spoke to, you know, a class of about 16 young men, 16 years old yesterday. You know, and not one of those young men in those classroom wanted to do bad for themselves. They all had a right. dream. They right. all wanted to do something. And I think... One of the things we have to kind of focus on for them is not only with respect to fatherhood and men standing up and standing in line, you know, to be able to provide them mentorship and and nurturing and to continue to tell them, you know, that they are worthy. 
you know, but we got to find ways to put resources into the hands of these young men. You know, capital is still an issue with respect to being able to build the business. You just can't start a business with air. You got to have some capital. You got to have some resources, and you got to have some community capital. Kevin, you know, what about was, that? Well, I want to I want to say this, and this goes back to Newark. Uh, Doctor William Howard in Newark, New Jersey, a few years ago, set up a, a prison program where he said to local businesses, "If we get these young brothers ready, prepared for job opportunities, will you hire them?" I'm saying to folks out there, no matter where you live in this metropolitan area around the country, you know, and it's not just about the elected officials, about anyone who's in any kind of position. Start talking to your local business and saying, "We need to get some opportunities for these young males." And not for them to get stuck in a dead end job, but also so they can get go up. You know, I think that's very critical. And it's, and it's also the mindset, me, but, Byron. What about, what about the mindset? Because I mean, you came from the South. You were in a very in a depressed economic area, and then made it through the mainstream and the media structure, and also your own businesses. Tell us about that mindset that you that that got you through that. Well, I was willing to leave the place that I was from. So I think it's important that, you know, if you have an opportunity to go and broaden your horizons, you do that. I totally understand. Most people may not have had that type of um, option or whatever. I, I chose to go to the military because I basically, I had to. I That's couldn't real. go to school. I didn't That's have any real. money. Um, I, I was in the same exact position Mills was in. Yeah. Many folks would not know that about me who know that now. Yeah. Most of my friends are in jail or dead. I just got a letter from a friend of mine doing 27 years of murder. The only thing that separated me from him, timing. I could have been there with him, but I chose to leave the area and just got hungry. I read a lot. I think it's so important to read various things um, that opened up my thought process. Networking. Every job I've ever uh, gotten in television is because somebody knew me or I know oh, them yeah. even now. I mean, I'm never, I don't want to say never, but it's rare where I'm going to have to go and interview cold. People will bring you in once you, you know them. And I'll say right here, right now, I am absolutely willing to be a resource for Mills right now. And I can show you how to get into television if you want. And I think it's really important that if you want to be in television to go into like the producing ranks because that's where the power is. You get to decide and shape. Behind the scenes. Absolutely. You get to decide and shape the images. Well, I'm not knocking Don't hate on those of us in front of the camera. Not at all. No, but no, wait, what he said, no, what you're saying, and I want people to understand this too because we always get asked, and I'm Torrey and Kevin, I'm sure I'm sure you guys get asked this all the time too. People want to be in the media. They want to be on the radio. They want to be on television. And really those jobs behind the scene like yours, Byron, where, where you're a producer, you're an executive producer, those are the ones that say, okay, this is, this is A, what's getting on the air, and B, this yeah. is how we're going to tell that story. Not that we're going to change a story, but this is the, the sensibility we're bringing to that story That's and the exactly context. Right. You know, and it makes a lot of difference what stories we cover, and the producer, the executive producer is the one who's a lot of times saying, we're not going to do that, we're going to do this. There's a tremendous amount of power in that. It seems very sexy and exciting to be in front of the camera, and it is, but being behind the scenes can also be very powerful, too. Um, to something you said, if you have to walk in the room and introduce yourself, you have far less power in that room. So when you're networking and getting people to know who you are, and you walk in to do an interview with somebody you already know, you have a much higher chance of getting that and, job. And, and, I think and also, to with something that Kenneth said, role models are so important in our community, right? If you are a young man like Mills, and you don't see where does education go? Where do I, how do I get a job? How do I move forward in life? If you don't see it, everybody around you is doing negative things. You don't have any uncles, fathers, grandfathers who did positive things. 
then how would you know where to go? And what but it comes do? back to, our, am I going to sit there and just wait for things to come to me, or am I going to go out there and take, in, but if you take my education, but if you don't explore but if you and search? But if you can't visualize, if you don't know but it's, what's isn't it the mentality? There, isn't it a mentality, you too? That's behavior right there that's, 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 that's um, actually killing our neighborhoods right now. If you look at Nook right now, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a, it's a group of guys, that, and I, I'm a huge fan of peer mentoring, whether however yeah. you, what age it is or whatever um, group it might be that we're servicing. Um, the guys that's coming home from jail, I got a record from here as long as a train. Everybody knows. I'm not, <laughs> wow. I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> that's at all. real talk. From possession to homicides, attempt to homicides, CDS, gun possessions. And I'm, I came home and I created my own opportunity. That's right. Because I was tired of people telling me that I couldn't do nothing because I had a record. And now you see guys in the neighborhood doing the same thing that's using these, hip, these, these negative hip-hop messages and turning them into positive things. For instance, just a reflection. I got on a shirt that say Hope. It's Hope Boys. And, and, and just regard to the Coke Boys shirts because... We, we know historically exactly. cocaine is exactly. community. How can we walk around with shirts that say Coke Boys? Exactly. See, that's the, definitely a negative. One, one yeah, more yeah. thing, too. And it's, it's not just me. It's a group of guys that's doing this. You got the Halal Boys. You got eight, uh, All About Growth, Rich Hardy. I mean, these guys are coming home and changing right. their lives and showing kids, like, it's other ways. The, the T-shirt industry is a billion-dollar business. And it's, it's just a start to get guys to start thinking about creating your own opportunity. You, doing stuff. See, I'm these glad. Giving back and doing all kind of things. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're here wearing a Hope Boys T-shirt and rejecting that Coke message because that's one big difference I noticed. I'll touch on that too. But I didn't mean to cut you off. I took it even a step further. We protested from North. We got on the train from North and marched all the way up to from Town Square to the Bad Boy Studios in, in, in regard to the message because Puffy endorsing the whole Coke Boy image. Well, in the store exactly. That's Not- what I'm talking yeah. about. Notice this. Organize, organize, organize. We organize, organize. in his office and said, listen, we, we tired of this negative image. You have a huge voice. You was out here telling people to vote when it's vote time. Right, but exactly. you in the studios wearing shirts that say Coke Boy. And Lisa, that's the whole we're talking about the black males are actually stepping up so you see example you say how do we bring hip hop into it a simple definition of hip hop is winning on your own terms making something out of nothing making something out of nothing but notice the history of hip hop right in the 80s Hip uh, drugs was a very negative thing. If you were doing drugs, you were a loser. If you were dealing drugs, you were a loser. Yep. Constantly saw those songs, right? Mention either the song would be about you're a loser if you deal drugs, That's or right. be a mention in a Run DMC song, yeah. Houdini, what have you, yeah. KRS One. Yeah. You go into the nineties, yeah. started to be like, oh, the drug dealer is cool. I am the drug dealer. Look how cool I am. Even you have Jay Z saying like, well, I did it so you don't have to. Whatever, dude. You're saying I'm cool because I'm a drug dealer, and now we have so many guys. You almost have to have been a drug dealer to be taken seriously as a rapper. We've completely flipped <laughs> from being revolting against the war on drugs to it. supporting the war on drugs See, and being part of it and embodying it. That's and, crazy. And what happens, Lisa, you know, folks? Can I add something? Yeah, go ahead, Kev. And then Kev. I realized he was still on the phone. I know. <laughs> yeah, Kev, go right ahead. Jump in. Just jump in. You know, the other thing, too, is you, know, you can only be beat down. As a black man, you can only be beat down so much right. before you start believing you are beat down. That's right. You know, everything that's happening in our community and everything that is bad that is happening in our community always tends to be our problem. We're the problem of violence. We're the problem of hip-hop music and the messages that it puts out there. We're the problem in media. We're the problem. We're the problem. And it's only so long before you start looking at yourself as the problem. Right. And I want to add this to the conversation because this is a extremely critical conversation that we have to begin having yes, because not only do it, does broader society look at, at look at us as the problem but we now have a problem with our black women now questioning whether or not we are the problem and so we're even battling them with respect to our importance in the lives of their lives and the lives of our children and the lives of society 
And, you know, we can't battle the world and, black, and battle our black women at the same time. All right, Kevin, and then I got to go to the phones because a lot of people are trying to get in on this conversation. Kevin? Hey, real simple. The young brothers out there, you are a genius. I said it everywhere I go. You know, I, I remember doing a speech somewhere where the spoke, speaker before me laid out every negative statistic you can think about about black males. And I said to her, said to the, when I got there, if I listen to this, I think we just doomed. Just, we shouldn't even do anything. So we got to start putting some other stuff out there, solutions, which has been put out here today. All right, let's go to uh, Marshall right now from Queens. Hey, Marshall, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hello, good morning. My name is Derek Marshall. I went to, uh, I'm 27 years old. I went to uh, HBCU. I'm at the Hampton University. I have a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. The biggest thing for me going to high school and then going to a, a, a black college bus tour really opened my mind to seeing black, young black people doing positive things. And that was a, a big, uh, you know, significant change my mind to say I should go to college. Okay, that's a good, that's a great point in terms of uh, expanding your mind. Let's go to um, let's go to John right now. John, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi, guys. My name is John. I'm from Brooklyn. Um, I'm actually a registered nurse. Um, I'm a young brother. I'm 27 years old, and I'm Listen very, to that. Two nurses um, back to back. proud of where I've come um, in life. I'm from East Flatbush, Brooklyn, a single-parent household. My mother was a corrections officer and sacrificed so much wow. for me to get to where I'm at in life. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to say that I, I sacrificed myself. I went to school in Boston, um, and I paid my way through nursing school. Um, my mom helped me here and there when she could, but I paid my way through nursing school. I made the right decisions. And not to knock anybody who makes, um, you know, bad edu- not bad, but different educational uh, choices, but something like a sociology degree where you have to get a master's and a doctorate to actually, you know, to really, truly be successful. I chose a nursing degree. And, and you're saying I'm get some, get, get some a, skills. Uh, Absolutely. Room. And yeah. I Pediatric love my job and I help people room? every day. And it's very hard when you do sociology or psychology or history to really get ahead. And, you know, so a lot of people don't realize how much work they have to do. To, to get to that point where they can afford their mortgage and they can feel like they're okay, excellent. Um, John, helping. John, some excellent, some excellent points. Keep up the great work as a nurse in the pediatric uh, emergency room or intensive care where you're working. Thank you very much for the call. Some good tips about education, and when you go for the education, go for the skills. Mills, you wanted to jump in there? Um, yeah, um, I just wanted to say um, it's, it's just all about how you go about things. I mean... It doesn't matter really where you come from. It's just how you get to where you're going or where you want to go. Like, nothing nothing in this world says you can't do this, but what comes out your mouth verbally or somebody telling you you can't do what you want to do. I mean, like, for me, for instance, I, did, I made bad choices in the past in my life, but now I look at them choices. I don't regret anything that I did because it happened. But now I just look at it as I should do better and I want to do better for what I did in the past. All right, so Kevin. I, I got a text from one of my homeboys. His name is Steve Jackson. He's one of the top principals in the country. Steve is from Queens. He was walling out in the 80s, the crack era. He actually had a, a, a serious gun felony, did time in prison. So he's a perfect example. If you're serious about turning your life around, anything is possible. He just wanted to put that out there to people. And, and let's, let's, talk about some, let's talk about some of you, so, from some of your life lessons and some yeah. of the tips and things that you guys have seen that have, that, that have helped you. Torrey? 
life lessons. I mean, yeah, just like things like you know, like things that you find out, like when you go when into a job, like basic. how do you get to where you at? You uh. know, like how do you get, like how, how do you become Torre? It's important. I um, mean, you're a unique talent, obviously, but I'm in, in terms of creating a career on your own terms. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I've always done is been really clear with the people who were around me, above me on the on the on the professional food chain, um, what it is that I wanted to do and befriending people creating mentors you don't mentors don't sort of find you and say i'm going to be your mentor you just sort of find somebody who's powerful who you like you start asking them questions how do i get to be a writer when i was at rolling stone when i was an intern at rolling stone just going up to people how do i get to be a writer and the guy who was most responsive to those questions i kept asking him more and more and more um when i was just a guest a consistent guest at msnbc i befriended an executive producer and i kept asking him how do you get to be a host how do you get to be on more all the time and have your own show what do you do and he helped me through the process of this is how you structure a show this is how you pitch a show this is who you should be talking to and how you move about it so i mean i was just always clear to the people around me above me this is what i want to do how do i get there and creating my own mentors by just sort of just being a pest to people and just asking them over and over for a year two years three years what do i do how do i move forward to achieve my dreams I think anybody can do that part of it. And building relationships. Byron, what about you? I mean, you talked a little bit about getting out of that environment that would have been so negative for you. I I have a little exercise that I I use on myself. Every so often I take stock of my life and then I I think about what I would do if I had six months left to live, Mm. sometimes six weeks or whatever, and the things that I would want to accomplish. Like I, I wanted to write a book, so I read a book on how to write a book and then then constructed a book then I want to get it published how to get published how to make a DVD how to write a play and then I did it um, but I also think it's important I mean for me I feel that it's important for you to have some failure in your life yeah. also yeah. and like maybe one or two epic failures I, I had one a few years ago where I stepped out on faith to do something and lost everything Everything. All I had were the clothes in my suitcase, okay? <laughs> living with my girlfriend, a month away from living with my mother back in Louisiana. That's real right? Talk. You know, but and I was devastated. I didn't know what I was going to do, but it really caused me to really focus on my life, and I had nowhere else to go, and I clawed my way back to, you know, where I am today. But I never would have been as strong if I wouldn't have had, like, that big failure, and I think people are scared to fail, you talk to anyone who's really successful, I mean really, really successful, they've had like a major failure in their, in their life, and it's how you come back from it. A major failure, a major firing, or a major episode. Kevin, what about, what about some of your, your thoughts on this? <sighs> Man, I don't even know where to start. Uh, you know, Chuck D, a public enemy, said once in a rhyme, uh, I refuse to lose. I mean, I don't have a college degree. Mills, you should know that. N- never finished college. Got kicked out of college. Me neither. You know what I mean? You, you don't have a college, e- college nah, education either, Chuck? No. Nah, I, I have a college education. I don't have we, a college degree. Okay, degree. But, I was there for three years. See? I was there for three, too. No degree. So, okay. so that means, number one, don't allow anything to stop you. I mean, I had a great job at Vibe Magazine interviewing God Knows Everybody. I got fired from that. I've battled alcohol. This is one reason why I'm, I don't drink anymore. You know, I just want to keep it real with y'all. I've seen a lot of, I mean, financial difficulties, the whole nine yards. But always in the back of my mind is like my mom did this by herself. 
I would be defeating myself, her, and everybody who looked, who believed in me if I just gave up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I just wrote an open letter, Lisa, to a young brother who just who's, who, who's 20 years old, very talented, talking about suicide. I'm like, even those thoughts have gone through my head. And there's two types of suicide we can we participate in, either fast con or some of us smoke mad L's or drink liquor like mm. crazy, you know, because we're struggling with the stuff that Byron just talked about, you know, or you may not have, have the wherewithal that Torrey had to say, okay, how do I get here? And do you think that you, it's just you? And so how do you be successful, man? you got to believe in yourself more than anybody else does. Yeah, you know, this is real talk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a great point. What about that, Mills? Yeah. Um, do you feel di- do you feel different now than you did an hour ago in terms of ideas? Yeah, definitely. Or you just kind of feel like how do you I'm feel honestly? Flowing, really? Just flowing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of it as like it's a minor setback for a major comeback. Like I love that. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Like, minor setback the, for a major struggle, comeback. Like you can't complain about the struggle because. It's only gonna make you better. It's only gonna make you want to do more than trying to be. Oh, I don't have no money to get something to eat. Oh, I right. yeah. well, I'm gonna try to get some money to eat. I'm gonna keep trying till I eat. Like I'm hungry. For me, you just you gotta you gotta be you gotta be motivated. You gotta wanna you gotta wanna exceed. Like you gotta expand your thoughts. You just can't think. Oh, I right, I'm gonna just try to work in the city. I'm, I'm gonna go out the city. Yeah, I'm gonna see who yeah, I. Yeah, like Newark the isn't city. the only place to live. Yeah, yeah. you know, or, maybe or if you get away you, from people, you from it's not the only place. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Yo, if you don't think the world of yourself, nobody else will. Yeah, definitely. That's real talk. All right, El Tariq. Final. Uh, we're just about out of time here. What about uh, just just some survival, especially for the guys, because we have a bunch of calls from guys that did time, that have your background, trying to, uh, you know, trying to make that transition to not go back. Like the biggest thing that helped me was um, actually going back to the community that hurt me the most, where I caught all my charges, where I did everything at, and just realizing and looking at it in a, like in a different, sp- like a different light, and just looking like it's not a problem, it's just an obstacle, it's just something to get over. And um, once you start like identifying that 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 you are you are your worst enemy, then then nothing can stop you. Yeah. Yeah. I want you know think a lot of people. It's all about the support cast and, and your group, and you can only go as far as you take each other. I got a, a beautiful um, group of people that help us out, like. Brent Breast, Picasso. And a beautiful wife, too. My wife, I love you, my kids, my family, definitely important. And um, it it takes that, you know, so I can't um, downplay that at all. But for the people who don't have that, don't use that as a crutch like you can't succeed. Because at the end of the day, we all family and we all here for each other. All right. uh, Kamel, Trini, CJ, Tony, Lisa, Jason, Rush, everybody else that's on the lines. I'm sorry we can't get to your telephone calls or the text messages or the tweets. we got so much coming in. Um, but we're just about out of time. Kevin, real, real quick. Mad quick. You know, support. We were talking about organizing. I want to shout out Man Up, a great organization, East New York, Brooklyn, where I'm from. Then also Brotherhood Sister Soul in Harlem doing real work, supporting young men like this. And so organize, organize, organize. And since we're talking about Newark, I want to shout out City Councilman Rasper Rock and all the great work they're doing over there in the South Ward. All right. And Kenneth Braswell, thank you very much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you. And I want to thank all of our guests, Torre, Byron Harmon, Kevin Powell, El Tariq Anque, Mills, and Kenneth Braswell for being with us on this episode of Street Soldiers. And also, I want to send my condolences to the family of Sarai Sierra. She's the 33-year-old Staten Island mother of two. Uh, her body was found in Istanbul this weekend. A tragic story, and I'm sure we'll be having more for you on this on the Fox 5 News at 5 and 6. Follow me on Twitter for the latest details. You know, I've been covering that since the very beginning. Um, And also, all of you who follow Joe Budden, follow Love and Hip Hop, make sure you check out the Fox 5 News at 10 every night, but especially this Wednesday for my sit-down interview with Joe Budden right after American Idol. Nothing, I mean nothing 
was off limits in this interview. And just follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and I'll be reminding you and letting you know about this. Next week, we're going to be talking about real romance and side pieces. Are you confusing lust with love? Let me know, Lisa at Hot97.com. If you have an opinion on that, Lisa at Hot97.com. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about black women today. Does being super successful mean being super single or do you feel that reality tv shows are ruining the image your image as you try to do some serious work in your career and in your business and in your personal life so hit me up lisa at hot97.com follow me on twitter at lisa evers check me out on the fox 5 news at 5 6 and 10 i gotta thank our vice president for programming ebro assistant program director carly hustle our marketing director denisha benjamin our digital director jeffrey thacker my executive producer tone capone associate producer joe connor production supervisor Andrew Veris see Kevin you didn't realize how many people it takes to get this show on the air week. our production it takes a village it takes a city it really takes a city and for you street do soldiers great work Lisa Evers <laughs> thank you baby production assistance from Angelique Tyree our board op TJ special help today from Yogi we've got shout out the Yogi man um, our intern Sierra and uh, please check me out like I said Fox 5 News at 5, 6 and 10 you don't want to miss the Joe Budden interview Wednesday night Fox 5 News after American Idol follow me on Twitter and you're going to hear I'm going to keep reminding you about it i sat down with joe budden in his house and let me tell you something joe talked about everything you think he keeps it real on reality tv and on the morning show wait till you see what he said on our fox 5 camera so have a great week everybody remember use your mind it's your best weapon i hope it's your only weapon i'm lisa evers push for peace hot 97's rihanna concert weekend hey this is rihanna this weekend hot has your free passes to check me out in concert. Baby, I'm not asking for the world. Throw it up, throw it up. All I see is signs. It's another Hot 97 exclusive concert, so keep it right here to win these tickets to see me. Or buy them at Ticketmaster now. Now at the Home Depot, Bear Premium Plus Ultra with advanced stain blocking starts at just $31.98 a gallon. The number one paint and primer in one just got better. Each coat works three times harder, priming, covering, and blocking stains on even tough surfaces. Roll on rich color in less time with Bear Ultra now with stain blocking starting at just $31.98. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. U.S. only. See store for details. Watch football. Save on Lay's potato chips at Walmart. Buy popcorn, Indiana kettle corn, and Chex Mix. Walmart has.